Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Cradle of Summerton, Philadelphia. We are continuing over here with Derek Hashem. And not Derek Hashem. We're continuing with the Sefer that we decided to start learning after Derek Hashem, and that's Evan Shlema. Um, Perak Yud Aleph of Evan Shlema. The final Perak, and we're up to Simon Vav. We wrapped up the entirety of Hey yesterday with the encouragement and the, the, um, the insistence of the Olam. Uh, to try to do the whole thing in one, in one shot. So we did, we did. It was a very loaded, very packed. And again, what we saw yesterday in Hay was about why the Gullus, the exile, the long, dark, and bitter exile will be its longest, its darkest, and its bitterest right before the end, just as the most difficult part of childbirth, of, 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 of pregnancy, rather, is right before the birth. most darkest part of the night is right before the dawn. We explained that yesterday. We explained the connections between... Um, Birth, Gullus things, Gula being a birthing process, also being a, a, a lightning process, process of, of, of um, night leading to daybreak and dawn. And that was that. Okay, so Ayn Sham, that was hey. Today we continue to Vav Avis, as we see, is very long, long piece. And let's do just as we generally try to do a quick, the quick take, a quick read through, just to quickly familiarize ourselves and, 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 and uh, expose ourselves to the, the overall idea that the guy is sharing with us, and then we'll try to go back and, and, and break it down bit by bit, part by part, and try to get a, a clear and better understanding. So we're already getting into some, some spooky and um, maybe frightening territory over here. Yes, so we're talking about Gauls, we're talking about Gaula, now we're going to get some specifics. Vav. Now from this point and on, the tone of the parak changes, the guy's already going to start getting into some specifics over here. So uh, let's see Rabbi Sai. Says the says the Vilna Gain, Simon Vav. Uh, one moment, sorry. Zog the Gain. When it comes to grain, someone's a farmer and he has grain, growing wheat. He wants those wheat kernels. There's three different types of of. Um, unwanted, undesired matter that grows together with the wheat kernel. Psylus, things that are that are um, unfit for consumption, things that you want to get rid of. And every farmer knows this, and anyone that learns Hilchah Shabbos knows this. A lot of Hilchah Shabbos has to do with, with how they would, they would the process, the different processes that they had to separate the good from the bad. So Psylus has the bad, the, the stuff that is that is undesired, unwanted, the stuff that you don't want to eat, but that comes together as part of the package when you grow wheat. There's three different types. There's mites, says the guy, v'tevin v'subin. Mites is the chaff, tevin is the straw, like the stalk, and subin is the bran. So there's the, the chaff, which is like the outer shell, the, the, the tevin was the straw, that's the stalk that it grows on. And the subin is is the bran, which is part of the kernel itself. It's like the the, the husk around the kernel itself, not the shell. Like the shell is like a, a is a thinner thinner type of um, you know peel that comes off more easily. The bran is um, is the husk around the actual inner kernel itself. The bran. So these are three types of so three types of material that's, that that is rejected. 
that is rejected from the kernel because we really just want the wheat kernel. But the way the Rebbein Shalom created the brios is, is that things are not so partial. With the sweat of your brow shall you eat bread. This is part of the, the, the fate of mankind, the fate of all mankind that goes all the way back, harks back to Adam and Chavo in, in Gan Eden. That it's not simple to get to what we really want. It's a whole process and a process that requires us to get rid of three different types of refuse of rejected material. Okay, where's the going going with this? Says the going, this is an insight into the world of Ruchnius and it's the world of Klai Yisrael. Three different types and three different levels of items that have to be removed from the kernel because it's not really what we want, even though they are accompanying the kernel and they try to be a part of the wheat kernel, you got to get rid of them. Cain be Yisrael, so too with Klai Yisrael, we are compared to grain, and Rashi brings this down in the beginning of Bereshus. Like the Torah says, we're called the beginning of Hashem's planting, the beginning of Hashem's grain. We are Hashem's first crop. Klaus is compared to grain. And let's see how far that goes, this comparison to grain. When it comes to Klaus, within our shrups, within our ranks, within our midst, there are three different categories of Jews, of members of Klai Yisrael, that are really psoilus, that really don't belong here. They're not really part of the fold, although they look like they're part of the fold. Three different types of Yidin that are psoilus, that are not really part of that wheat kernel that lies at the center of what Klai Yisrael is here for. Three different types of Jews that, although they accompany the kernel, they're not really part of the kernel, although they're part of the tuum, they're really psilus. They're undesired. Who's that? Shehem Yishmael, that's the Arab world. The Esav, the Western world, that's Esav. The Erev Rav, and the mixed multitude, the Erev Rav. Who are the Erev Rav? The Erev Rav were the tag-along people that, that followed us out of Mitzrayim. The, the mixed multitude, well, not, it wasn't only Egyptians, it was... Lots of different peoples. The Erev Rav. That's why they're called the Erev Rav. They're from everywhere. In Egypt, there were the you know there were there were a lot of people that were um, in that slave caste in Egypt. Not just the Jews, right? There were a lot of the like Sukkim tell us, like the Chazal tell us, um, Egypt had a lot of different people uh, held captive in Egypt, and they were all everyone was released from bondage when Kleiser left. And a lot of these people just like were tagalongs that came to follow us out. The Erev Rav that Moshe welcomed them. Moshe allowed them to join. They got us in trouble at every juncture, right? They were the ones that, that basically any time Kleisel got into trouble in the Midbar, it was spurred on and it was, it was incited by the, um, and instigated by the Erev Rav. All the complaining and uh, the Egel and lots and lots of things. So, says the Gain, there's three types of Psoilus within the ranks of Kleisel, three types of, 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 of uh, categories of people that don't belong there and those three people are Yishmael, Esav, and the Erev So what's that supposed to mean? There's Yishmael in Klai Yisrael? There's Esav in Klai Yisrael? What is that supposed to mean? You're saying that there's three categories of, of, of people within Klai Yisrael that, we, that, that, are, that are like in Subsidus. So let, let, let's... let's um, yeah. Let's just pause for a moment and try to understand this. What was the guy saying? In Klai Yisrael, we have Yishmael and Esav. Yishmael and Esav is outside of Klai Yisrael. Okay, let, let, let's, let's um, raise that question. Let's keep moving on for the time being. 
The Neged Avram the Yitzchak, corresponding to Avram and Yitzchak, Shemehem Yotzu Yishmol Esav, who produced Yishmol and Esav, respectively. Avram produces Yishmol, which is the first level of 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 um, what's undesirable. Yitzchak produces Esav. So paralleling Avram and Yitzchak, who are responsible for Yishmol and Esav, who are those first two of the three categories of, of what doesn't belong in Klai Yavayu Beis Meshichim is going to come and is going to arise two different figures that are known as Mashiach. Mashiach is going to come not just once but twice. Two Mashiachs. Who is that? Shehem. Mashiach ben Yosef or Mashiach ben David. Mashiach the son of Yosef and the Mashiach of the house of David. The Mashiach that comes from the house of Yosef. That's from Yosef's descendants. And there's going to be a Mashiach that comes from the house of David, from David Hamel's descendants. And in that order, first Mashiach ben Yosef, and then Mashiach ben David. We may have heard this before. This is an idea that's out there, that there's two different Mashiachs. There's the first Mashiach, Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. And, you know, people wonder, they ask sometimes, why do we need to have two Mashiachs? Shouldn't one be enough? We've had, we've had enough problems with, with people claiming to be Mashiach over the years, right? False Mashiachs. Um, made lots of problems for, for Klai Yisrael. I think like one Mashiach, that should be plenty, right? But we know there's this idea of two Mashiachs. Why do we need two Mashiachs? The guy is telling us why we need two Mashiachs. Wow. guy just told us, Perikid Aleph, Simon Vav, Evan Shlema, why do you need two Mashiachs? Says the guy, Vehem Yivaru as Yisrael mi mitzvot heaven. The job of Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, is to, is to purge Klai Yisrael of two different types of, 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 um, Flaws of um, flawed material and and um, and um, um, material that is incompatible with Klaistral. Mashiach ben Yosef will get rid of the mites, and Mashiach ben David will get rid of the teven. The first two types of psilis, of undesired material that is there with the wheat kernel. The, excuse me, the, the, um, the shell and the straw. The chaff and the straw. The chaff and the straw. The chaff is Yishmoel, v'yu kemoitz lefnei ruach. The chaff is going to be blown away like shaft before the wind, that is Mashiach ben Yosef's job to purge Klai Yisrael from Yishmael, from Yishmael, who base Ace of Lakash. Mashiach ben David's job is to purge Klai Yisrael of the straw, and who is the straw? As the Pazik tells us, straw is the house of Esav, base Ace of Lakash. Okay, so there's a lot going on. This is a packed piece from the guy. That's why I said today we're just going to do the quick read through. And maybe tomorrow we're going to start building an. Ex- the guy's only getting started over here. Okay, um, we'll do a quick read through and maybe, but and 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 also give us a little bit of direction to get us started a little bit. So in the meantime, it says the guy in Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, their two jobs are to get rid of the first two of the three um, undesired elements from Klai Yisrael, the elements that are incompatible with Klai Yisrael, Yishmael, that the Arab world, and Esav, the world of Esav. And to purge Klai Yisrael of that, and that's the first two out of the three levels of, of the what's 
well, the psoilus, what's rejected from from the wheat, the realm of Yishmael is the chaff, and Esav is the straw, and that's Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. So this is a very big curveball that the guy is throwing out to us. We're used to thinking that Mashiach ben Yosef will come and wage war with our enemies. Mashiach ben David will come and wage war with our enemies, right? Yeah, got a lot of enemies out there, right? Lots and lots of enemies. Um, it sounds from the going that uh, no, Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, they're coming to 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 um, to, to to do a, a war within, to do some purging and thinning of the of, of our own ranks. That's what the going started off with. In our own ranks, we have Silas. In our own ranks of Klaisel ourselves, we have these elements that shouldn't be there, elements that don't belong, elements that are undesirable. Isn't it a job to wage war with our with with the enemies from without, with the Gaim, right? Mashiach is going to fight the Gaim, Mashiach ben Yesus, Mashiach ben David. Okay, so we'll present that also as another question. Let's keep moving for the time being. Um, in any case, Mashiach ben Yesus, Mashiach ben David, in that order, are going to be dealing with the Psalus within Kla Yisrael of Yishmol, the world of Yishmol and Esav, respectively. Avladayin, but even after Mashiach ben David, even after he finishes his job of of dealing with the psoilus, the elements of Esav that's within Klaisrov. Klaisrov has not been completely cleansed and completely um, sorted out, exactly like we do, you know, in those malachs that we talk about in Hilchashavs. We haven't been sorted out yet until we get rid of the Erevrav. The Erevrav also has to be purged. The mixed multitude. What's that? Shehem Neged Hasubin. Mixed multitude corresponds to the subin, the bran, the bran that's right around the kernel, the last level of psilus, the bran. Shehem Dvekim Bachita Ma'id, the bran that is that clings steadfastly to the kernel, the bran that is it has the kernel firmly within its grips and grasp. The bran you can't just you know throw the toss the wheat into the air and let the wind carry the bran off. You can't just hurl it with a pitchfork. How do you get rid of the bran? You have to do what? Crush, grind the flour, and then you sift it. That's the only way to get rid of the bran. You gotta break it up. Now that gets rid of the the first two. It doesn't get rid of the bran. The Ariv Rav is the final level of what doesn't fit into Klaistro, which is corresponding to Yaakov. The Ariv Rav corresponds to the notion of Bittel Torah not learning properly and not accepting the yoke of heaven properly. That's the Erev Rav. The gun is going to have more on the Erev Rav yet in, in, in Simonim yet to come. The Erev Rav clings very steadfastly, very stubbornly to Kla Yisrael. They cling so much to us that they're, it's like plaque around your teeth. Right? They stubbornly cling to us as a, a nuisance and they become part and parcel with us to the degree that have they have the most influence on Kla Yisrael. They influence us. Who is that? These are the wealthy members of Kla Yisrael, the people that, 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 that are looked up to, the the leaders of the community, the leaders of society. The Kanakers, right? 
people with, with cash, the people that throw their weight around, the haughty people, and regarding them, the Gemara says that ben, the Mashiach cannot come until we have gotten rid of the Gase Ruach, until we've gotten rid of the haughty people from Kalaisro. The same way when it comes to the farmer and his grain. The only way to get rid of the bran is to grind the wheat very well and then to do the sifting process to get rid of the bran, which is coarser, and, and remain with a flour, which is finer. The only way to do is you got to grind the flour, the, the wheat first. The other elements you can get rid of, like Arthur said, just by tossing into the air. That gets rid of the chaff, that gets rid of the straw. The bran you can't get rid of that, that way. You got to crush the flour, the, crush the kernels first. That's the only way to get rid of it because it's so stuck. It's so steadfastly clinging and and clenching its way around, clenching itself around Kleisrol, around the around the grain rather. The only way to free and rid Kleisrol of the Erev Rav who cling to us so stubbornly is to grind us up, so to speak, through the difficulties of Gullus. So the guy is, in the concluding line, throwing us one more idea as to why Gullus is so hard and bitter and difficult. It's a grinding and a crushing process. And part of that process is there to rid us and to release us from the Erev Rav. To get the Erev off of us. And to purchase from the Erev Rav. That's the end of Vav. And that was a mouthful. That was an earful. That was a noseful. Let's come up for Erev, I say. The guy explained to us the purpose and the necessity of Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, and the difficulty of Gaulus. And he said there's three different elements that we have to thin the ranks from. That we have to get, that we have to get rid of in, in approaching the Geula, in approaching the times of the ultimate redemption of the days of Mashiach. And that parallels three levels of the Psylus, what is undesirable around the kernel? There's three levels of things within Kleisel themselves that are undesirable. So let's just ask a few questions. First of all, as we asked originally, what does it mean that Esav and Yishmael are within Kleisel? They're within, we have to, within the ranks, that it means we're infiltrated by going, we don't really realize it. That, that's what it means, is people running around masquerading as Yidin, but they're really Arabs and they're really, they're really uh, Edomites. That, that, that's what that means. And second of all, excuse me, um, since when is the job of Sheikh Ben Yosef and Sheikh Ben David to, to turn inward and thin out our ranks? We always imagine their job is to wage war with our enemies from with that. Third of all, why, how indeed does Yaakov Avinu produce this Psalus of Erev Rav? Abram, we understand, produces Yishmol, that's biological. Yitzchak produces Esav, that's biological. Yaakov produces Erev Rav. Where did that come from? Where, is that, where do we see that naturally? And, um, and, 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 and finally, what does this mean that the Erev Rav clings to us is stuck to us, and 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 thereby, through us going through the difficulty of Gaulus, that releases us from the Erev Rav. How is that? What does that mean practically? So these are all the questions that have to be addressed. This is definitely going to take, you know, more than one session. We got the ball rolling, but let, let me start at least with the first question. What does it mean, Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, are going to turn their, are are are, are going to rid Klal Yisrael of Esav and Yishmol? Where do we have Esav and Yishmol in Klal Yisrael, the Arab world and 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 the Western world within Klal Yisrael? To get rid of them, so it means like this: we are definitely talking about Yidden. We're talking about Jews, frighteningly and unfortunately. But we're talking about Yidden that have fa- fallen to the influence of Esav and Yishmol to the degree that they really, they have, they have allowed themselves spiritually to be influenced and infiltrated by the powers of Yishmol and the powers of Esav, powers of the Arab world, the lure of the Arab world, and the lure of the Western world. 
We're talking about Yidin, certainly. We're talking about descendants of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, ostensibly. But we're talking about Yidin who have, unfortunately, been swayed, seduced, and fallen under the influence of these powers. To the degree that they're more, the, the, the way they act, the way they think, their ideology, the way they conduct themselves, is Yishmoldik, as opposed to Klai Yisroldik, is Esavdik, as opposed to Klai Yisroldik. And how can it be, Rabbi Yisai, that you can have a Yid who is pro, pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine, you know, all these, 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 uh, these, uh, you know, college students and, uh, you know, and, and these organizations that they have, um, you know, um, in support of the free Palestine movements. You look at their letterheads, the people that are, the, the presidents of these organizations, they're always, you know, names like, you know, Weisberg and, and, and uh, Schwartz. That's who runs these things, right? And within Eretz Israel also, they have the, these, these, these mockery organizations that are there to, quote-unquote, defend Arab rights. How could such a thing be? We're talking about Yidin that have fallen under the influence of that world that, that have sold themselves out. Sold themselves out and have decided to make that their calling in life, that their cause. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about, not talking about Arabs again masquerading as Yidin. We're talking about Yidin masquerading as Arabs. We're talking about Yidin that have, that have sold themselves out and, and, and allowed themselves to fall under the sway of, of that ideology those movements and that world to the degree that that has replaced their values. That's where their values resonate right now. And such a thing can happen to Klai Yisrael, whether that's the world of Yishmol or the world of Esav. So this is who we're talking about right, right off the bat. To answer that question, that, you know, what does it mean that there's Arabs and, and, and Edomites within Klai Yisrael itself? No, we're talking about Yidin, but we're talking about Yidin that have fallen under that influence. That is their Meiraderech, that's their ideology now. That became their ideology. And we see a scary thing that part of the job of Mashiach, Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David, is to weed that out of Klai to purge Klai from those influences. And that's the next question really we have to ask. Now we have opened up a new question. What does it mean that the Klai can be purged from those influences? What does that mean? And why is that necessary? Isn't, you know, isn't, isn't, isn't uh, part of the job of Mashiach to bring Klai Yisrael back, to, to allow all of the Yidden to greet Mashiach and to serve the Rebbein Shem? Well, yes and no. Yes and no. Part of the Geula, I'll say this quickly, maybe we may have to expand on this tomorrow. I'll say this quickly and tomorrow we'll return to this and, and expand on it. As we've said many, many times as we've gone through this parak, parak on the topic of Geula, the notion of Geula is for the world to come full circle. It's not just about like freedom. It's not about... Um, salvation, not about redemption, as much as it's about the world finally achieving what it was created to achieve, coming full circle, and an open revelation of the rebellion from down here. Everything that was is here in this world was created to to um, be a clear vehicle for some aspect of godliness. And Mashiach is when the world, the Geul is when the world has come full circle. Klaisrael is here. We're here to project godliness. Is everyone up to that? And is everyone going to be participating in that? Well, it depends who you are. If you're a Yid who resonates with Jewish ideology and Jewish values, and you've, you're, you're, you're tried and true, then you're, going to, you're a part of that, Ka'ula. You're a part of the world coming full circle. But if you jump the fence, and if, you would allow, if you've allowed yourself to become a champion for the values of Yishmael, 
to be an advocate for the values of Esau, and that's what you promote, you can't be a part of that. You're just in the way. And that's the job of Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, is yes, indeed, to thin the ranks, to weed that out, because that's a liability when Mashiach comes. It's a liability when we have the Gula, and that prevents the world from achieving its destiny, that prevents the world from coming full circle, because there's elements of Kali Yisrael themselves, ourselves, that are in the way of us representing HaKadosh Baruch Hu and advertising and promoting and projecting the Rebbein Shalom. That's in the way, that's a liability now. So yes, that is the job of Mashiach, to thin out the ranks. And, and, and there's a scary statistic, we're told that as much Klai was thinned out, there's another time that the ranks of Klai were thinned out. When was that? When we left, when we left Egypt, that's right. So it's four-fifths of Klai didn't make it out of Mitzrayim. For the same reason that they were unable to be part of the, 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 that group that was going to project, proclaim, and promote the Rebbein Shalom, to be part of the Yam Hashem, the Yam we're given various statistics about what it's going to look like when Mashiach comes, but it's it's grim, it's bleak, it's bleak, and that's what the guy is referring to. The yidn that are going to be there for the ultimate ka'ula, the ultimate redemption, are those that are bringing the world full circle. Are those yidn that are there to um, radiate and channel godliness into the world, the values of the rebbein shulelim. And if you've sold yourself out to the values of Yishmael, to the values of Esav, you're in the way. You're in the way. Now. Does that mean that there's only one way out and that's for you guys, you know, get out of here? Certainly there's going to be a last chance for everyone to do tshuva. And that is a little bit reassuring. And that is the job of Eliyahu Navi. Before Mashiach comes, Behold, I send your, to your way, Elijah the prophet. Yes, um, in advance of the awesome and terrifying day of God, there's going to be a last chance for everyone to do tshuva. It's up to them to take that offer up. There's going to be a last chance for everyone to uh, get rid of the values of Yishmael and get rid of the values of Esau and be a part of the Geula. Um, but if they elect not to, do, to, to take up that opportunity, not to do tshuva, again, then they can't be a part of the Geula because they're getting in the way. They're getting in the way. Scary and terrifying, but these are the words of the guy. Now, again, to take that one final quick step further before we break for the, for the day, so does that mean again that the job of Mashiach ben Yosef, again Mashiach ben Yosef is to purge our ranks from the influence of Yishmael. Mashiach ben David is to purge our ranks, our ranks from the influence of Esav. So that's it, that's it. So all this notion of Mashiach leading the battle against the Goyim, that's not really going to happen. Now that also happens, but there's two battles going on at two levels and one parallels the other. The idea of certainly Mashiach ben Yosef's tafka according to the Goyim is to take on the Arab world. Ooh, this is a little spooky maybe. Okay. Whatever, again, we're not learning this because we're predicting things. We're not learning this right now because we're making calls and we know what's happening in Shemaim. We know what's happening down here. We don't know anything. But we see that Mashiach ben Yosef, according to the Gain, is identified as first dealing with the Arab world. We have to deal with the Arab world first. And the Mashiach ben, y- ben David is there to deal with the Western world. Okay. Um, and one parallels the other. The, certainly there is what that, that which needs to be dealt with outside of Kali Yisrael. we got to deal with the, 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 the world of Yishmael, which is Yishmael himself, for sure. And that's Mashiach ben Yosef's job. We have to deal with Esav himself, outside of Klai Yisrael, the real Esav, not just the, not just the, um, you know, the students of Esav, not just the, the Esav incarnate, but Esav himself. We have to deal with Esav himself. We have to deal with Yishmael himself. But paralleling that, corresponding to that, if my job is to deal with Esav himself out there, I'm also dealing with Esav in here. If my job is to deal with, with, with um, Edom himself, Esav himself out there, Esav in 
in, in, in person, my job is also to deal, to deal with Esav incarnate, the representatives of Esav, the influence of Esav within Kleisrael itself. So it's happening on both fronts, on both levels. Okay, I think that's a good place to stop for today. Hit the pause button. It's quite a lot to think about as <clears throat> I just let percolate over here. We'll continue with this tomorrow. Thank you for joining.